everyone, and welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about Nemean Lions, first kisses, and dare I call it a fan theory if it's something we've already watched, and I know it's probably true, but I want to say it anyway? Yes. I, I think it's James. I really do. I forget when the layover happened, so I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Because otherwise, this performance of Prince Charming makes no damn sense. I have a lot of opinions about everything involving these two. Um, But yes, I I definitely forget when the the, uh, switcheroo happens. Uh, So yes. Agreed. I'm pretty sure it happens, like, in the first episode. But I'm not positive, so I'm positing that it has happened by now. Okay. okay. And because there's the evidence to me is there. Okay. Because we're talking about season five, episode 13. What's it called again? Labor of Love. Ah, we know it's, one thing about Hercules and his labors. And it's very weird because I'm looking at the Wikipedia because I use it to kind of follow along. And the, the, the main image is Herc and a woman kissing, and it looks like Megara in the past, but it's not. No, because um, apparently a Charming wasn't the first. The the wasn't the first. Was that a deleted scene of some sort? Well, I, did they kiss? Did I miss yeah. a kiss? Oh, I I fully missed the kiss. I'm sorry. <gasps> I I don't. They totes kissed after Snow defeated the bandits. They totally kissed. I've. Listen, and I don't want to give it away if anyone's watching along, but I'm just going to tell you because I texted it to Beth and I caused her to have the moment. Uh, Hades mumbles a line of, oh, I've made it look like Storybrooke of my own, like I have my own business. And a little part of my brain unlocked a repressed memory about this season as to how, what Hades is up to. And my brain deflated for a second because I forgot about the entire second angle of Hades and how Zelina now plays into this. And I'm just, I'm irreparably damaged. And I was so happy until that moment. <laughs> I just genuinely forgot about it. I it- forgot to. And this was oh. wild. Oh, I'm, and you know what? And I, I continue to like Hades. I liked yeah. what was happening here. I like this. I did start feeling my, the, the chafing in this episode of like, not quite sure. I like their pers- like how they've tied in the Greek gods to this because I just feel like it's it's lazy. And as someone who really likes the Disney movie Hercules, which is just just wrong top to bottom, <laughs> that's <laughs> certainly saying something. Yeah, because they they do something that we haven't seen super often, and I'm gonna give it, them credit for the effort. They do change the story. Mm-hmm. They change the story of Hercules. They're treating it like a fairy tale, which is essentially what the Hercules movie does. It doesn't treat it like mythology. It doesn't treat it like a religious story that has since fallen out of, you know, favor with the gods. It's a fairy tale. And they they reinterpret it to serve their narrative. The the the, the problem with it is, as we're going to get into, it's not always successful. But it doesn't always fail. So I want to give it a little bit of props. 
So, Abby, do you want to talk about the this? Do you want to talk about Snow and Herc's sordid past, or do you want to talk about their murky future? I will leave it up to you. I'm I'm gonna talk about their murky future because apparently I missed them kissing somehow. So maybe I shouldn't take the reins on that storyline. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? Why don't we start in the past then, and yes. then Abby, I'm gonna hand the reins off to you to talk about the whole underworld sorted foiree. Absolutely. Because we don't really, we can just talk about Snow and her and the kiss that Abby doesn't remember. Maybe I just blocked it out. I, I watched it like an hour or so ago. What happened? Just <laughs> So, yes, yeah, so we, we travel back to when uh, Snow's dad is alive, RIP, pending. But he's off screen. And you wouldn't know him. He's in Canada. He, yes, he, he's in Canada working on bigger projects than Once Upon a Time. <laughs> yeah. Let's be clear. Uh, so we have Young Snow played by the younger actress, and she's gotten a bit older. Uh, but, you know, in this situation, it, it works perfectly. Like, it feels like she aged into this, this like, she's aged into the right age for this storyline to take place. And I will give it to this actress. First of all, I'm pretty sure I randomly found her on TikTok because... Like, apparently it's a trope to kind of make fun of how she cries or something. And she's like, listen, I know. But anyway, in this scene when she, when her face, like, settles into determination, she genuinely looks like adult snow. Like, it's a face I've seen on adult snow. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's such a cool moment where you're just like, this might actually just be her as a child. How did you do this? It worked very well. I liked this. Um, I also do wish, and we'll get into it, but I do wish we would have gotten more of this dynamic of Snow under Queen Regina before before all hell broke loose. You know what I mean? Yeah, because this is, this is a time when Regina has married into the family. She is the stepmother. She is the queen regent. But when the dad dies... It's going to go to Snow. That's the presumption that Snow will take over as queen. And so Regina's kind of placed herself as the Cora figure, the mother figure who's guiding Snow. But all the meanwhile, she is working behind her back to get the people to hate her because Regina wants the crown for herself. She wants the throne. She wants to be the solo ruler. So this is this is a, a time period that, I, yes, I would love to see more of. And I don't think we get enough of it. Where it Regina is is two faced. She is she's presenting one way to Snow and also trying to manipulate her the way her mother would, and also while do, manipulating everything and everyone else to just screw it all up. She's just trying to to set a fire. I also think that you could see some of the Game of Thro- Game of Thronesification. Maybe I'll put mm. it. Because there were a couple, like, it seemed to be invoking an image. Especially the guy with the, um, he doesn't have, like, a patch on his eye. He has, like, a like a piece of cloth, which looks oh, like yes. a Game of his, Thrones character. Like, straight up. His name is Deadeye. Oh, okay. This is and, ta- he's, <laughs> and he's portrayed by an actor named Teach Grant, which didn't make it very easy for me to search him on Google. <laughs> oh his seo is terrible i know i was like dude sometimes it's you know it's okay to change your name for your job i'm just saying yeah technically i did that so yeah and and but his his imagery poor deadeye uh 
had a very Derek bon, uh, Beric Dondarian kind of vibe to him. And, like, he's the leader of a thing. And, you know, we're back. We're, we do some outfit changes. I love Snow's little outfit changes and stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like they were they were trying to lean more into making it look a little bit more gritty without changing the lighting, which is funny. But, anyway... <laughs> Yeah, so what we, 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 we stumble upon a scene at court uh, with Snow and Regina, and the dad is, is off on business. Uh, he's, he'll be back, guys, later. And there's a bunch of peasants, the same 10 peasants we see throughout the episode, uh, not yet armed with their pitchforks of badassery that we get later on, which I'm like, you could have just easily defended yourselves just throwing it out there. Uh, but they are pleading to Snow and to Regina. There's these bandits, including this one bandit who's like such a butt. And his SEO is terrible. Can you please do something about this? It's really, it's really wrecking up our town. And Regina like goes, don't worry, everybody. Snow's going to fix it. Snow's gonna fix it. and that's how you know something is up because if Regina if Regina hadn't set it up she would 100% be I'll send the guards yeah don't you worry I've yeah. got this no this was this was her absolutely capitalizing on Snow being in a, her awkward teenage fumbly like I remember being this age I couldn't imagine being this age and having anyone looking to you for any decisions ever like, I don't want anyone to look at me at all, let alone for everyone to look at me and be like, hey, are you going to fix all of our very adult problems that we're having that we seemingly can't solve ourselves? Hello? It's almost like having a hereditary-based monarchy dynasty is not a great idea when literal children can end up inheriting the throne. Listen, I don't know much about it, but if, if, uh, if I've learned anything from a current book that's just been released, it's not good for your genitalia. I'm not sure why, but there's a dog bowl involved. I'm very confused. Uh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, Snow is trying to figure out how she can help these people, but she ends up kind of having a bit of an anxiety attack. We've all been there. We can relate. And she runs out of the room, leaving everyone just to be like, what the hell? I guess we're just going to be, I guess we're just going to be sad peasants forever. And she runs and runs and runs and then falls into a giant hole that wasn't a hole that anybody made for the episode's purpose. It's just a hole that was there. Because Herc isn't like, I made this hole to trap the beast. Yeah, no. It's just a hole. No. A very specifically dug hole. There's clearly roots that have been damaged that she could have used to climb out of because they were large roots. But whatever. Um, all the decision making for the next like 30 seconds in this episode were absolutely bonkers. Because the hole's not covered, she just falls in it. Then yeah. she can't get out of it, and she starts screaming. And then there's a and then there's a sword. I don't. The sword part blows my mind. I understand that he's not putting a lot of pressure on it because he's so tote strong. But you oh, can't hold it by the blade. The safety part of me just hurts everywhere. <laughs> It's not even a sword. It's a dagger. Like, like Snow calls it a dagger later. And I'm like, this is weird. But yes, yeah, so he, so a, a sword falls down. Although there's like branches everywhere. You well, could just pu put down a branch. I guess now that we've seen Excalibur and how uh, strange and unruly it is, mm. maybe a dagger is any sword that's under three feet long. <laughs> it's small in comparison. 
If it's oh. the same size as a six-year-old, it's a dagger. Anything taller is a sword. <laughs> and the sword dagger is being wielded by none other than Hercules. Heracles, you can call him Herc. You can call him Hercule, Herc Bieber, like... Herkeeper? I'm, I'm trying to come up with a pun name, and I can't quite figure it out. We, listen, this is not the actor's fault. He's, he's did, he did okay. He's fine. I feel like when you're going to do a scene between two people, you may need to find two people with slightly different haircuts. Because his hair looks so much like Snow's when they're adults. <laughs> it's fine. It's just... It, it's fine. It's just one of those things where I'm just like, I feel like we could have done something different and not so dated with his hair. Because that stuff drives me nuts. Like, I hate dated hair in fantasy. Like, I don't want to see, like, the Jim Halpert early episodes of The Office with the swoop and stuff, which sometimes you random. It's like, no one would have hair like this. They wouldn't have cut their hair like this. And his has the swoopy Bieber thing, and it drives me nuts. It dates the show immediately. Yeah, like the the easy solution. Okay, that's his hair. Whatever. Just just like slick it back. You yeah. know, just do just do something with it, or put him in a wig. I don't know. But like this this actor, like you said, he's he's, he's, fine. Fine. he's fine. I think I I do like the boyish charm, which I think yes. is a different angle for Hercules than we get, for instance, in the movie. Where yeah. in the movie, by the time he's doing his deeds, he's he's a bumbling idiot, if you'll pardon the term. But he's a man. In this case, he is still a teenager. He is yeah. still underage, and he is and he is out to complete his twelve labors, starting with the Nemean lion. That's the only one we hear about. But trust me, there's a bunch of other ones. The last one is Cerberus. Mm? So here is my random fan theory because we don't know how long Hercules has been doing this. Like he talks about his first labor way back. Maybe it happened forever ago. One of the labors is defeating a boar. So, did Hercules kill the Dark One boar? Yes. But no, but then he would have become the Dark One. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Maybe he then what? became the Dark But it, then it, like, may, well, no, because then the Dark One's going to, like, try to find, like, the greatest potential for evil. And I don't think Hercules would have been that person. But we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. There's probably, a, like, because it's but once I, upon a time. But I like where you're going yeah. with this, and we're going to hold on to it. Yes. I, en- I enjoy it. Yes. So, yeah. So he is, he is on his last labor. It is a defeating Cerberus, who, out of everything in, the, everything they, could, they did in the adaptation, some hits, some misses, the Cerberus was by far the biggest miss, because that dog was tiny. The dog was tiny. It looked looked like the demon dogs from Ghostbusters. It it's it's fine. I and they kind of made him look like a Doberman, which I wish they wouldn't do. I wish they wouldn't do dogs that are already have like a like if you're gonna make a scary dog, you can make a scary dog out of anything. Like just don't do it on dogs that people already have a lot of bias towards. Mm. Uh, this is this is me being a, a just like don't make it a pit bull, don't make it a Doberman, don't make it a Roddy. Like just you could have done anything. Just make it a vague mutt looking dog. It should have been a lot bigger. Um, and the actual labor, he's not actually supposed to kill Cerberus. He's just supposed to like take it upstairs. Like he's just like, hey, you need to trick Cerberus into going upstairs. And then they get so mad about it, they're like, please, for the just take him back. Like he's not supposed to be here. They send him back. 
I just don't like the let's kill the dog angle. The poor three-headed dog. He's just doing his work. He's poor puppy. Yeah. Does the dog die? Yes. I would have loved just like a, a giant oversized dog mutt with like one head that's a Dalmatian, uh, one head that's like a Chihuahua, and then one head that is a Doberman, but is by far the least aggressive one because Chihuahuas will yip forever. So also Dobermans do not have those pointy ears naturally. They're doc- they're docked like that, like for shows and stuff. So it's like mm-hmm. I. I'm amused by the idea of like Hades having this like tiny Cerberus puppy and just like taping his ears up while he's a puppy and trying to make sure that he stays because they need to be show ready. Um, <laughs> I just, I, and this again, like I said, I'm a big softy. I don't like it when animals die. Like I'm always like really worried about the horses during horse battles. <laughs> just like, I hope the horse lives. Um, I just wish it would have been like, oh, Cerberus isn't a bad dog. His collar's too tight or he's got, he's enchanted in some way. And he also gets to go to Mount Olympus because he's a good boy and he's the goodest boy and he gets to go with them. I mean, he disappears into smoke. So that smoke can, can, can do anything, Abby. Anything. The only limit is our imagination. That's true. Mm -hmm. Mm. So she runs into Hercules and he is going to take a break from finishing his final uh, trial to train Snow to defeat the bandits. Now, unlike uh, David's training, this one makes sense. Because it's a literal demigod teaching a princess how to be brave and shoot arrows. Okay, listen, this is all I'm going to say on it. The part where she draws the bow and then he like hands her the arrow to put in the drawn bow drives me absolutely bonkers. It's, I don't, I, like as he was doing, I don't know what he was saying to her because my brain was deflating. Because she pulls the string back, she's holding it at full pull, and he's handing her the arrow to slip in and knock. It's not, not even kind of how bows work. We have been using these long enough. Someone should have been like, what are, we, what are they doing? And why are they doing it? I don't know if the actors were doing it. No one stopped them. But it's maybe not the most absurd thing I've seen with a bow, but it's up there. I mean, I was interpreting it as he was showing her where the arrow goes. Like, here, like, pull it taut. I'm going to position the arrow so you can see where you're supposed to put it when you pull. That's how I was interpreting it. But also, he's a teenage boy. And she's a teenage girl, and they're definitely hitting on each other. He says as much. He's like, I'll take any excuse to stay with you for a little bit longer. I just, I love the idea that he's just like, I'm going to show you how to shoot a bow. And she's like, this is mine. I know how to shoot it. But, oh my God, which way's the arrow go? Oh my God, I'm such a ditz. Can you show it to me? And Just let him teach you something. Like, I'm, someone told her that. Like, that's how you get a man. Let him teach you something. That's how you respond. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that was his bow and arrow. Was she it? Did, she, she, yeah, because she'd just been running in the woods. She oh, didn't that's grab right. A bow she didn't have it. I was way. confusing her with adult snow who was just carrying a bow in her hand the whole episode. <laughs> and yes. then just be like, I hate being Mary Margaret. I'm like, you haven't been Mary Margaret in a while. We'll get there. We'll get there. So he trains her for a little bit off screen because we don't have time for that. because We've got a lot of other stuff to get through. I wanted and- a montage. I wanted a montage too. Her- the Hercules movie is all about montages. Speaking of Hercules, one other notable change they did 
which again, like I had opinions about the movie as a Greek mythology fan growing up. We all did. And we were super annoying about it. Me in particular. Uh, but one thing they changed is whereas in the movie version, he was the son of Zeus and Hera and had been like, you know, had drank a poison to turn him mortal, mostly mortal. In this case, he had a human mom. Yeah. And a God daddy. And it's- Zeus is presumably the daddy. Because Hades is his uncle. And they're bros. Yeah. I... Again, yeah. I, I'm obsessed with the movie Hercules because, like, I was... That was my insufferable movie. Like, when people watched it. I loved watching it. I watched it a thousand times. I still listen to the music because the music absolutely slaps. Um, but, yeah, no. Watching that movie with me must have been the worst thing ever. Um, actually, <laughs> he was not a project... He was not a product of love. Uh, and Hera was trying to kill him all the time. <laughs> Abby, it's like you're putting up Beast's mirror into the past, into my home. I know. At the same age. You know how we have, you know, like there's a whole verifiably true trope of men who do um actually about comic Mm -hmm. book movies and all Mm -hmm. this stuff. For, For women such as yourself and myself or those who are not on the traditionally masculine spectrum, um, this was our version. This was my own action. We all did it. Oh, every single one of us. Just like, oh, you like that movie? Well, did you know? (laughs) I just, oh, I'm going to rewatch that movie. Okay. So. Or the, The Mummy. Oh, The Mummy with Egyptian mythology. Yeah. Mythology was like. Our comic books. So, th- just and just to, to, to finish up our little offside uh-huh. we do here, um, one of the places I used to go all the time in my, st- like when I would go to uh, middle school, I was middle school, high school, I'd always end up at the public library in the town that I'm currently at. And I would always find the, um, the, the Greek mythology, Egyptian mythology, and then I was always reading the, um, like the Wiccan spell books and stuff. Like I, I could mm. never check them out because my mom was like, what did you check out? Oh. So I would always just sit there and read them for hours. Like I would read them. I'd go put them back. Cut to 2023. I take my kid there because he decides he's like, I want to go to the public library. I'm like, absolutely. Let's get you a library card. So we go and we, he was like, I just want to wander around. We just started wandering. And at a certain point, my feet just stopped and I looked over and I was there. I was in the section of all the books. They'd moved it completely. And I had just wandered to the books like they were calling to me. And I was like, I want to pull every single one of these books down and read them all. Like, I, it was just that, like, it was such a cool moment of just being like, I, you know, the library. Yeah. It's such a, guys, go to your public library. Get a library card. Go rent. It's great there. They have awesome posters of, like, uh, X-Men reading books being like, reading is cool. <laughs> Like, they're so and great. some of them even have like teen lounges it's the only thing i never liked about parks and rec is that they hated libraries <laughs> anyway back to now and talking yeah. about hercules uh yeah. romancing snow white yes he he's he's romancing her but and she she's into it but she's also got a job to do and that job is to be brave he wants to see her be brave and stop these bandits from terrorizing this village. Uh, they, they've done it again. Deadeye is is on the prowl. He's taken, he's taken stuff. He's taken jewelry. Snow shows up. She's still in her beautiful white dress. She looks gorgeous. And she's like, stop it right now. 
and then she goofs it. She she's 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 not ready. She's not ready. It hurt me so bad. She reached back. I'm like, wow, she learned a whole bunch. And then all the arrows fell out of her thing. And I'm like, snow, no. Because that is, I felt teenaged embarrassment. Like, Mm -hmm. I felt it through the screen. Like, a part of me, the teenage girl in me, pouring over (laughs) Greek books, just went, no, snow, run to the public library. Check out a book. Don't let anyone look at you. (laughs) Just don't let them perceive you. Run. (laughs) We all have that memory that memory of the one time we did something that was completely inconsequential and if it happened to us as an adult we would not care but it stays with us oh yeah oh yeah forever and you remember it like frame by frame because it happened in Mm -hmm. matrix bullet time but if you bring it up to literally anyone who was in the room they'd be like what happened because they don't remember it's such a comforting thought to know that but i also as a full adult don't believe it most times like no they remember forever They'll yeah. remember forever. It's the only thing they know about me. <laughs> well, Snow is is getting ready to face the bandits who have bested her by existing. Uh, and then Herc slams his fist into the ground. It goes, whoosh, he's got super strength. And then the, the, the bandits go, we'll be back. And they run away. And, and Snow is mad. She's pissed. She's not like mad at her. She's mad at the circumstances because she she flubbed up. She yeah. screwed up. And it's a parallel to what's going to be going on with Hercules in in the prison, which we'll get to in a moment. Because we close out with Herc being like, "Hey, you know what? I, I I've I've made mistakes too. It's okay. It's you know, I almost it's died. It's not your, it's not your fault." fault. We're gonna we're gonna go again, and don't worry, you won't face any real consequences because the queen is paying Deadeye to not kill you. <laughs> he just she's just paying him to make you look stupid, and it's working. But then Snow comes in with a new outfit, a new perspective. Herc's still there, backing her up, being a supportive man, young man. And um, she manages to scare them away with the help of the peasant folk, <laughs> who also. <laughs> well, you're giving me a face. I'm giving you a face because I was trying to. I was like, I need to not react for a little while. I haven't heard most of those words. I just kept hearing bits and pieces of them. You were breaking up so badly, and I and you were oh, on a tear. No. no, it's fine. We can just we can cut this part and we can get back cuz right now for some reason you're fine, but for whatever reason you started monologuing and my phone just went, "Nope." So like, <laughs> well, I'm keeping that in because that's part that's of fine. the process, part of the magic. Part of the magic. Well, I was just sharing how Snow defeats the bandits with her confidence. They all run away, the villagers celebrate. And then Snow and Snow and, and, and Herc, they, they kissy kiss. They kissy kiss. And I'm so sad you didn't see it. I mean, they're underage, so I'm not that sad because that would be weird. But young love. First love. First Mickey outies. I didn't hear any of it. <laughs> your oh, your no. whole thing is cutting up so bad. I was just nodding. I'm sorry. I was just like, I'm going to let her keep going. Oh I don't know what it well, is. Like your whole thing, you're, it's just cutting every like fifth word for some reason. Like not every fifth word. It's it's only giving me every fifth word. We'll put it that way. Okay, let's go ahead. I'm gonna make a note at twenty seven fifty five. I'm gonna hang up, change my um my signal, and call you right back. Okay. So don't don't stop the recording. 
I'm going to call you right back. I've answered. Hello? I can hear you, but I can't see you. Hold on. Hold on. My iPad is not connected to the internet, but it says that you're calling me. Cancel. Stop. Stop. Why is it ringing? It's so strange. <laughs> Clear. Why was that weird? Oh. Hello? Uh, hello? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Can you see me? You Nope, I heard me. That didn't hear the first part of your sentence. Oh, what's going on? All right, we're going to pause again. I'm going to connect to my phone, and okay. I'll call you right back. Okay. are you sideways hello hello can you hear me and or see me i can see i can do both things do i need to go like this? that's better but i can't oh. see you you can't see me no i can only see myself uh hold on well you are currently not oh i turned my camera around <sighs> okay you can see me now nope <sighs> camera off camera on this is so weird. What is going on? It's an old-fashioned shit show. What's happening? What if I... I'm going to call you right back. Okay, bye. How about now? I can't see you. I can only see myself. It's also telling I... me it's like video... Hold on. It's like got zero, zero, like... Hold on. Let's see. Send message. Start conversation. Oh, no. This is going to help me. Close. Okay. Stop doing that. Okay. <laughs> what if I do this? Did I fix it? No. Nope. Um. I mean, if that's the... It's, if that's... If it works, like, it's okay. I don't have... I, I, I prefer to see you, but I don't have to, you know. <laughs> Whatever you got to do to make the podcast work. <laughs> I guess. I... Oh, no. Don't, I don't want to do that. Why can't you see? I don't know. Do you want to try calling me? Yeah, let me try calling you. Okay. Goodbye. Oh. 
I can see you now. Okay, so I, for whatever reason, like when you called me, it wouldn't tilt you. So I was only getting you in landscape, but it wouldn't rotate you. <laughs> but so anytime weird. you were like, I can't see you, it was doing that. So that was weird. So, and also it was like, yeah, it was telling me in the little timer where it tells you how long the call's been going on. Whenever you were like, I can't see you, it was holding at zero. So like... That's so strange, but you can hear me and see me okay now? I can hear you and see you. I've heard every word. It's okay. been brilliant. Alrighty. Well, I made a note of where to cut in and out for the past five minutes. <laughs> I was I was being very super quiet, so it would be easier to see when I wasn't talking. I was I was so tempted to just sit there and monologue while you were wa- while I was waiting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay, so Let's backtrack a little bit. We'll I'll figure this out in the in the edit. Like fix fix in the edit. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So Snow White manages to save the day thanks to Hercules' support and her bow and arrow. Deadeye is defeated by being embarrassed slightly, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you sure taught me a lesson. To be fair, it is a very Disney lesson. Just, ah, no one has to die, but I did learn my lesson. Ah, shucks. Which I guess, and again, she's a teenager. She wouldn't know any better. But, like, that's got to be, like, a bad sign. Like, there's more of them. Like, they could have just stolen her. Like, they got pitchforks? Yeah, well, I got, I got an actual weaponry. We'll break your pitchforks. Like, Yeah, I feel like Snow should have seen the suspicion behind that. Being like, you guys are actually leaving? I didn't do much. Yeah. Wait, are you not supposed to actually hurt me? Yeah, mm. but I mean, she's also, again, she's a teenager who's never experienced the world, and no one's ever tried to hurt her, so I don't think she would recognize it if it were really trying to happen. You know what I mean? Like, she's very sheltered, and I think that's one of the reasons, like, I remember first watching this, not when she's a teenager, obviously, with him, but I, I didn't like Hercules being a teenager, I liked it better this time, like, just because, like, in this context, like, he also doesn't see it, because he also doesn't really know, um, because that was always my favorite part about the Hercules movie, he was just, like, he was, like, my first himbo I ever really attached myself to, like, he's just a big, (laughs) he's just a big, dumb muscle man, who just, he's trying his best, (laughs) he's just, no goals, no thoughts, just want to do right, it is kind of funny that the actor who plays Hercules, I knew I recognized him in something. And so I did a little bit of digging and it turns out he played the Hobgoblin and Theo's boyfriend in the third season of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh. And in that, he has green hair. Hmm. So maybe we could have done that for old Herc. There's got to be like a spider chart of like where we're pulling people from and then where they end up going. Because it's there's all shows based in, that are filmed in Canada. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it's just, it's so cool that they're like, it's like in that sort of like, once you start doing the nerdy shows, you sort of stay. Because it's always that when you're looking up these actors and actresses, and it's fine, but it's just one of those things where you look it up and it's just like, yeah, they're, then they go off to be in The 100 or iZombie or they were in iZombie or they were doing another fairy tale. Because I think the girl that plays Megaro was in, like, a ri- little Red Riding Hood thing once. I looked up her IMDb. It's always just, like, once I found my niche, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay there. Yeah. She was, but the role I recognized her for was Marina in The Magicians. Ah, okay. And, and she was in almost the whole show. And 
I, I'm going to wait to talk about her performance in that show because I think it actually directly has a, a direct correlation to the missed opportunity in this one mm-hmm. for what she brought into that role. But we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get there. Let's close this out because her, Herc and, and Snow, they, they make face. Kissy, kissy. It's very romantic. It's very cute teenage love. First kiss, presumably. I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for them. And and then Hercules asks her to come away with him. I remember this part. Fast. Yes. This part I remember, yes. And she's like, nah, I'm good. I would want to, but I gotta, like, do the thing that I talked to you about. Yeah, remember the and- thing I've been training for? I now have to do that? So... And they, they share words about how great each of them are going to be, which is eventually only going to be half true for a long time. Oh, oh. <laughs> because there's a tragedy that is about to befall uh, young Herc. But let's, uh, let's, we'll get there. Because we have to first find him in the underworld. But why do we need to find him, Abby? Why do we need Hercules of all people? So they decide they're going to like kind of split up a little bit like emma's off somewhere looking they're all looking for hook trying to figure out where he is whatever and then snow is just sort of like sullenly walking through the graveyard because she is not on task she is letting her mind wander and she's apparently wandered into the her 10 subjects graveyard (laughs) um oh i'm sorry fun thing that i know it's a cemetery because it's not attached to a church. It's called a graveyard if it's attached to a church. It's a cemetery if it's not. Or maybe it's the other way around. Shit. No, it's that way. So she's walking around. She's like, these are my subjects. They're dead. It's like, yeah, they die. Your subjects die. Like, she's like, I was supposed to protect them. Okay, kind of. But also they still are going to die. You can protect them and then they will die and they will some have unfinished business. Um, which doesn't seem doesn't seem super important when you find out that pens can have unfinished business so <laughs> yes the pen with unfinished business the weird Chip, coffee no. <laughs> the weird coffee joke we made last episode not so far afield so abby random note yeah. totally random note i think i realized i think you're right i think i realized why it's graveyard if it's tattooed to a church because it's a yard for a house oh you know that's fair yeah just, oh. just thought of that. That's what kind of what kind of yard do you have? A graveyard. Ooh, that's goth as hell. I love that. Uh, <laughs> do you have a front yard or a backyard? I have a graveyard. Um, <laughs> I'm not like regular girls, okay? I'm not like a regular homeowner. <laughs> I'm a gothic homeowner. Uh, anyway, anyway, very Wednesday Adams moment. Okay, anyway, so she's walking around and she's whatever and. Charming's kind of wandering behind her, and he's just like, listen, we're supposed to be finding Hook. We're supposed to be helping our daughter. And then she sees uh, the headstone of somebody that she knows, and we do a cut, and we come back. It's Hercules. And she's like, no, 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 no. He can't be dead. No, it means he has unfinished business. She, okay. This this tells you everything you need to know about Snow as a queen. She's sitting there's like, these are my these are my subjects. I was supposed to be protecting them. <gasps> the first boy I kiss has unfinished business. I will start with him. I must find him. Even though he's in no way my subject, he was passing through. Yeah, he was an he was two ships passing in the night. We must save this guy. It's a it's a guy I knew in as a teenager. Um also, by the way, 
10 out of 10 favorite line from the whole episode. Hey, Snow White, can you keep a secret? Somewhere, ah! Regina is screaming. Um, so, anyway, so she's like, no, I have to go find him. He can help us. I guess. And also because she's she wants to go find the cute boy she kissed. Well, it's also because we 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 set up earlier that Hook has helped a young woman. Oh who's yeah, well, unnamed through the whole episode, except in the subtitles, she is named. So it's very she introduces done. herself to Hercules at the end of the episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. But throughout but, the episode, her subtitle yeah. is Megara. Megara. So yeah, they like, never do any of that. Which <sighs> anyway, so yeah, we'll 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 do those little scenes because they're kind of quick. But basically, yes. Hook appears in this like weird unguarded cell it's basically just they're in a cloister of some sort and he's just like standing between two pillars and the scene goes on for way too long i don't like it but he's just like he's like i'm gonna leave and then she's sitting in the opposite side she's like no you must not go it's so bad and it's like well, how long have you been here do they feed you what's going on I, I have so many questions about this setup and he's like he's never tangled with me just absolute badass line after badass line as he is actively bleeding everywhere <laughs> he's just like and his eye is closed yeah his he whole eye is swollen bruised cut and he's just like i will kill everyone involved with this and it was and and then he says his his slightly it's romantic but again actively bleeding everywhere and then the broken part of me is just like he looks so cute all bloody um, because he's like, listen, my girlfriend sent me a voice memo. She's here and I'm going to go find her. And she's like, how do you know it's not a trick? And he goes, because when you love someone, you know, like, you clearly have suffered quite a bit of head trauma. Maybe <laughs> like, I know you love her and I believe you. And that's a real badass, awesome line. But, but maybe let's sit down and have a think first. Because he doesn't know. She's giving him all these like weird cryptic warnings. And he's like, no, I will come save you. Because he's a hero now. So he goes and he gets her. And she's like, ah. And then he pushes her in front of him. <laughs> like to run down the, run down the hallway. He's a meat shield. Well, and no, he's, he's trying to give her a chance to get away. To go find Emma no, and give no, a no. warning. No, no, I know that. But the first thing he does before that happens is him pushing her like into the hallway. Like, he pushes her a full 20 feet in front of him. Go, go, go. And then he's, like, keeping up behind her. He's like, okay. And then she's like, she's like, well, we'll never escape. And he's like, no, no, no. You just need to go that way. I will keep it busy. And then she goes. And he's like, you need to tell her Killian Jones. And he says both names, which I think is funny. He's like, Killian Jones, Captain Hook, find Emma Swan. Tell her where we are. Help, help me, help me. She's like, okay. My greatest fear in life is this happening to me and me being 20 feet out the door and forgetting all the things that they told me. Like, it's like, what did he say his name was? Oh my God, I'm so bad with names. I'm <gasps> honestly, honestly, it is a 50-50. It's a, it's a big ask. You're, you're, you've been traumatized by this giant, tiny dog named Cerberus. And you, you know, it's the thing, the very thing that killed you is just stalking you all day and all night. And I mean, I would probably forget that. To be fair, being stalked and hunted and kept imprisoned by the thing that killed you is a very Greek um, problem. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's not a giant rock or anything, but it's it's not a liver. It's not an eagle eating your liver. You know what I mean? Like, on the yeah. list of things. So, she takes off. And then Hook is, like, immediately apprehended by. And to be fair, 
it's not the smallest dog, but small dogs tend to be a lot meaner in my my opinion. Especially when you said Chihuahua, if you got like half Chihuahua in anything, or even a third Chihuahua, that thing's meaner than a snake. I'm sure they're very nice, but every Chihuahua I've ever met <laughs> has had an attitude problem and thinks that they are the size of a horse. Cerberus should yip. Could you, you don't, imagine? It would be incredible. I just, I just also want it to be like part beagle. Because the beagles have that beagle howl that they do when they are, like, alerting. And that would be such a, like, if you did, like, a beagle howl but made it have dissonance, it would haunt me till the day I died. And then often probably afterwards. Like, it would just, I would hear it in the distance. I'm being stalked by a weird dissonant beagle howl. Um, so he goes, he goes, meh, he goes. And that's all we really need to talk about with Hook for right now because, like, the Hook's scene is the last one and we find out what his uh, yeah greek punishment is at the end of this so they find meg and they take her back it doesn't matter so but we go find hercules who is conveniently working at the docks yes lifting things yeah and lifting things to other things, places taking stuff places awesome excellent lifting um, boats Wearing a sweater and a vest, which is a choice. I also don't live on the East Coast, so I don't really know if that's a vibe. Um, seems like a lot. Seems like he'd get hot. I mean, if it's very, very cold. I guess. It it would track. I know. If cable knit sweater and cold, a vest just seems. The nor'easter air. I guess. I guess. And I was, it just seemed like a, 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 real, a real solid choice. Anyway, so he's doing that. And he, she's like, Hercules. And he's like. Who, because again, he met her as a teenager with long hair, looking like a teenager, and now she's not a teenager with really short hair. It's easy to forget. She's grandma. She grandma now. She grandma lady. And he's like, oh my God, it's snow. And they hug. And he's, he's like, hey, uh, we're going to need your help uh, doing stuff. And he's like, oh, I died. Um, I can't help you with anything. He's clearly crestfallen. For what we don't know has happened to him. He's like, I didn't, I never completed my labors, so I'm here. I have unfinished business. My unfinished business? The labors. I love how very plain and real everyone's unfinished business is because it's very, like, to-do list, checklist, unfinished business. Yeah, you'd think that, like, not everybody would know what their unfinished business is. I guess Cruella doesn't. No, you know, Cru- Cruella, and she doesn't want to know. No, 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 she doesn't. Speaking There's... of which, Abby. Oh, yes. I found this, like, what can only be described as a, not a deleted scene, like an improv acted scene that I believe was probably filmed near the end of this season. Okay. I'm not going to send it to you until it's, until it's apropos, but it's essentially this long improv scene of Cruella at a bar with the actor who played Spike and Buffy, because I think he comes into the season at some point, and they're just lamenting about Arthur being the mayor of the underworld, and they're just riffing off each other, and it's like the greatest scene. I feel like I've, I've ever seen, seen. Why I think I it was like a DVD extra, and I'm like, this should have been the show. It should always be the show. It should always be two people sitting in a bar bitching about stuff. That's why Ladies Who Tavern exist. That's all the show should be. And the Ladies Who Tavern would absolutely, like, they would invite Cruella, but, like, once a month. Like, Mm -hmm. that's all they could handle. Like, it'd just be like, she's just a lot to deal with all the time, but she does have the best tea, and she always buys drinks. 
Oh yeah, she definitely buys the rounds. Oh, and but she, it's always they, but it's always gin. So yeah, it's I was like, gonna you say you gotta be like, in a gin mood. You gotta be in a gin mood, but also like you would have to ride hard on Cruella days. Like you ever have that friend who's just like you know that you need to like pack a Gatorade and bread because you're just like the amount of stuff that's about to go into my stomach is unprecedented and I'm not prepared. I am not physically capable of this. And eventually we're going to end up on a train track. Yeah, exactly. It's just something bad's about to happen to all of us and I am not 21 anymore. I am not, my liver cannot handle it and I will be hungover for six days afterwards. So we, so anyway, so we get Hercules. Hercules is now involved. We're, we're, we do, we still have not named Cerberus. It's one of those funny things that Once Upon a Time does where they, like, give you all this stuff and they give it an air of mystery, but it's, like, not a mystery to anyone except for the characters because you're like, oh, it's Cerberus. And also it kind of works against the show because then when they do, like, it's setting up a big reveal and the reveal doesn't deliver because this dog is so small, it fits in a door frame. And, like, they even give, like, Meg has a moment of, like, when it looks into your eyes, it sees your soul, and it takes everything precious you've ever had and sucks it away from you, and then enter in this doofy dog. (laughs) Like, again, this is why I wanted them to take his collar off and for him to just be the sweetest boy, where it's just, like, this dog had no business being evil. He was just a good boy gone wrong. Like, they put some sort of thing on him, and now his eyes are red. Just need some visine in his eyes, and he'd be better. What Cerberus is unfinished business. If a pen can have unfinished business, so can a three-headed dog. Yeah, and honestly, honestly, if you're going to introduce a bunch of this stuff, you need to... I wish they would have gone... They would have leaned in more to it and not just leaned into the Disney side of it. Because Mm -hmm. where is... And I know the answer to this. It ties in later, and she's green. But where is Persephone? Like... You can't do stuff like this and not have side characters. Like, just just a nod. Just let me know that you've done a little bit of research. Please. Anyhow. Just, just like, just set dress, extras, set dressing, things like that. I mean, we get two random guys who pull, uh, who pull Hook into the room with, with Hades, who's not getting a foot massage this time around. Ugh. Like... The, the the extras situation on Once Upon a Time at this point in the show is abysmal. Yeah. You know it's what would have tragedy. been funny? You know what I would have loved? Hades, just like a cut scene of him, like right before he has to do something really badass, is him struggling to uh, peel a pomegranate. <laughs> just ah. him being mad about it. Like, it's, this is the fruit. This is the fruit that he's supposed to be. What? Like, stupid seeds. So, anyway. We... We find Meg in the woods. Megara. We find Megara in the woods. She's hiding behind a rock. We find her because Emma sees blood on a leaf. Knows where to go. She's definitely an Eagle Scout. We're proud of her. Finds Megara and she's like, hey, uh, Killian Jones is fighting a big three-headed dog. Uh, we need help. And so then this like weird convoluted plan that I didn't quite grasp was, hey, I need all of the plans to the city. Oh no, that was so they could find where the where the the where 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 Hook is. Okay. So basically, he's like, but this was before they saw Meg. Basically, that's where they sent Henry okay, and Robin so they, to go do. They're looking, but then for they don't them. need him anymore. Yeah, they're looking for those. They don't need them. It's everything about this episode, like, is plot device. 
and it's frustrating to a point but then again it was just one of those just like i wish this would have gone on longer like if you're gonna introduce characters like this like give them two episodes i guess whatever so they say yeah robin and henry are off doing something that they don't need to be doing and it's weird and i'll get to that in a second but we find megara in the woods they go back to the apartment because they're being chased and the first place emma thinks of is her parents apartment now we're at our parents apartment and apparently it's being reserved for when snow and charming die and presumably have unfinished business he's just holding it vacant i guess that makes a lot of sense well which is nice because he also does have everything like covered real nicely Mm -hmm. for them like everything's like covered with sheets so it doesn't get dusty i mean really nice like he's running a nice place here this is great so they're like he's like i know who it is it's cerberus and 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 he keeps trying to keep it as a mystery but it's so clear from the moment he's just like cerberus i don't want to kill cerberus it's like oh so cerberus killed you got it like okay we got it it's the dog's name is cerberus he killed hercules that's meg we're all in on the secret here so then they go to the mines and they send Hercules forward and then he like comes back. But then Cerberus is coming, but then he doesn't because he calls back the dog and he's just like, and then he has like Hades his real, sa- he has his, yeah, Hades has his real big sassy moment where he's just like, please, you're not going to trick me and you're not going to kill my dog, which is fair. It's a good energy to have. Stop trying to kill my dog. And he, his sassy moment of basically being able to, know who everyone is he's like oh you're my nephew my dog did kill you kind of not sorry and he's just like and you must be regina and emma's like where's hook ah emma he's like i'm not gonna tell you anything i don't have to explain anything to you but don't worry you're all gonna die we're gonna have a great time hooray he does make a comment to snow because they're setting something up but he makes a comment to snow he's like oh it's snow white or are you mary margaret who can say it's like okay, and then he themes, and then he yeah, and he, and he disappears in blue fire, and I didn't mind it when it was just him vanishing in blue fire. Like I kind of wish they'd just done that every time instead of doing the blue hair, mm-hmm. like just do a nod with a with a special effect that Once Upon a Time already has in the can and can do conceivably well. I feel like they just added blue to like the regular fire uh, graphics that they had, and that's why it doesn't fit right. <laughs> Like, yeah. it's just the way that they made it look kind of real with the fire for Regina is fine. But trying to add blue hues to that pulls it away. Like, it just suddenly looks like it's sitting on top of the film again. Again, <laughs> I didn't mind it. It's whatever. So he leaves. So then we go to Granny's because now Meg's here. And they're just having, like, a kind of conversation. And this whole time, Charming, Charming, I'll use big air quotes because we don't know yet, is making kind of comments about, like, Snow meeting her teenage boyfriend. Because he's not actually jealous. He does make a comment. He's like, listen, I'm just I'm just riffing with you. Like, I I don't care. He's dead. Why am I jealous? Like, Whoa. But he's like, ooh, look like so Hercules found himself a new girl. And they're so awkward together. I love awkward teenagers. And, and, they, we, and they bond over their mutual death. And they bond over. He's like, oh, you're the boy that tried to save me. And we get a... Th- they dressed this poor girl up. They did her hair and they I think they were trying to go for the full Megara outfit because they pulled her hair back and had the big pony thing going. You see it for a split second. The flashback is two seconds. It's in the dark. In the dark. She kind of looks like Aurora. Like a, when her hair gets all pulled back. 
did I don't know if that was just me, but like the way that she was styled, it had a very Aurora look to me. She's like, ah, it's coming. And she's, she's like, I got it. And he's like, and then I died. And she's like, yeah, I died like right after that. And it's like, okay, why? Why did you die? Why was it after you? What is your unfinished business? And why is Hercules... I Whatever. I, I jumped ahead because I missed the scene in the library, but whatever. But anyway, they have that whole thing. We have Mary Margaret deciding she's no longer Mary Margaret and she's the, that person is gone and she's only snow which and then Dave is like yeah that sounds great Mike again this is your evidence of who who might this be because what about the we're both speech yeah it's not David or and he's wearing like very dark colored yeah. lemon, leather jackets this is James a hundred percent I will say that I did snow's journey in this episode made me kind of laugh because it did have this like the the, okay, I'm meeting the guy that I really liked as a teenager, and he made me feel things I'd never felt before, all butterfly And she's like, I've decided I want to go back to being that person. I'm like, I, first of all, a very real feeling when you meet mm-hmm. somebody from your past, and you're like, remember when I was fun? It's like, yeah, but remember when you were barely paying rent? Like, I just, <laughs> like, you were fun, but you didn't know how taxes worked. Like, it's just, it's fine, but you're forgetting all the, the bad stuff. You're only remembering the fun, good stuff. Um... And it also did have, like, kind of, and this is just a deep moment of, like, this did have a moment of, like, a woman who, like, they don't name it this, but, like, that kind of feeling you get sometimes when you're a mom and you're, like, I forget who I am as a person outside of being a mom. And they don't frame Mm -hmm. it that way, but I kind of saw it a little bit. I was projecting a little bit. Because you do. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you're just, like, I'm a different person outside of this, but I'm also this person. We can be both. And it's a struggle sometimes, but you can be both. So, like, when she's like, no, I will just be snow now. It's like, you can't. Listen, I know that you don't have the baby with you right now. I assume he's up world with Granny, with Roland for, I hope, geez. But, like, you can't just be like, I've decided I'm going back to be the fun person before I had kids. Okay. I would label that woman as a flight risk. Is she going to just disappear in the night? I'm going to go get scratch-offs. Okay. And then we never saw her again. (laughs) (laughs) but she inspires hercules to to be the hero once again because the secret sauce to defeating cerberus is just adding people don't add the people who have magic or the people who can sword fight add the random girl who's never picked up a weapon before and bully her into doing so and bully her into doing it also the secret sauce is also instagram inspirational quotes don't mm-hmm. let the fear of failure stop you from trying. That's right. Thank you so much, inspirational Instagram post. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do everything. So they go out. They they kill Cerberus with, listen, they kill Cerberus with an arrow. A pipe that Hercules has ripped off the side of the library. Like, inside of the library. Like, it's a steam pipe. So now the whole place is filling with steam. Great. Now the elevator doesn't work, question mark? I guess we'll find out. Uh, and then they give Meg uh, an actual dagger, not a sword dagger. And sh- they all stab sta- slash poke Cerberus in the eye. And then he dies. Yeah, I'm surprised that Cerberus didn't, like, one of the heads didn't just bite. Because they were all going in real slow. 
But, you know, it doesn't matter. Whatever. It's, it's all about the power of belief. It's all about the power of uh, unexpected last second sass that Meg shows at the very end when we finally reveal who she is. It's almost like they overly turned her into something she's not so that when we get the reveal, they could like reveal the sass character, which was very weird to me. And this is kind of what I wanted to talk about for a second. Cause like the Megara in this whole episode is a, is a damsel in distress, which is the exact opposite of how she was in the movie. The whole purpose of the movie was that she was a rebuttal to the damsel in distress. She was a femme fatale and who who had very com- a very complicated story and a very complicated history and as i'd mentioned the actress was on the magicians she played a character who if she had played megara exactly like marina it would have been full on megara so i don't like so clearly the actress can do it i just don't know why they made her like screaming groveling terrified little tiny woman when that's not who the character is no even in this interpretation it's not who the actress can play well no and and i get i get what they were trying i feel like i get what they were trying to do they were trying to show us a broken version of meg Mm. because meg in the hercules movie is not broken she's just in a bad spot and mad about it which is fair um and she does say that really funny i'm a damsel i'm in distress go away or whatever she says where she's just like you're not needed here um but like this wasn't a broken sassy person this was a broken terrified and then she 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 overcorrects. like mm-hmm. at the end you get to see that and i just i don't feel like that was a natural progression for that i wish i would have seen more of like a broken like emo sad to me a character like megara when she's sad and she even does this in the hercules movie she's not screaming and crying and pouting and everything she's just almost like disassociates a little bit she's like no it's not worth it it doesn't she doesn't show that she's not crying she's sniveling behind a rock she's just like dejected and has given up but she's still sassy in kind of almost a mean way a meaner way so yes i didn't care for that I think, again, I was mad the first time we watched it because I, I wanted them to be older. I get it a little bit better now. I just I just didn't like the sniveling, scared first girl that gets murdered in a, in a, in a horror movie vibe we were getting from her. Yeah, I actually really liked that they were teenagers. I think that was yeah. a really interesting choice. And I, I, I also really liked the, the change to their mutual story that you know it's it's a tragedy you know he went to go kill cerberus and cerberus killed him and he failed in his duty and you're right megara doesn't have unfinished business i'm gonna headcanon that she wasn't meant to be there and hades was holding her prisoner which because that because the the the, um because the clock only chimes once but he adds two they both go they do one clock then the other clock Oh, they did? I thought they only did one clock. Because I know they had two two new... They added two tombstones because he had three total. But I thought the clock only chimed once. Yeah, it climbed... It, the way that I interpreted that scene was the clock tower went. And just so you don't have to watch the clock tower go twice, they then show Hades' clock go the next minute. So it's click mm. and then click. That's how I interpreted that scene. 
I'm open to being wrong. Because I think we do find out later that he does hold people randomly. Like, he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Because turns out he's not the best. Um, Because, okay, so then, side mission that's happening while all of this is happening is that Robin and the and Henry go to the mayor's office because they're like oh Cora's not there who could possibly be there we can't get into it because there's a protection spell but you know what'll get around a protection spell the ventilation system okay sure I guess this magic was not invented in the time of ventilation system it's a strange loophole fine whatever so Henry climbs through the ducks and gets into uh, the office and we is met with Cruella DeVille, who is as fascinating as ever. And she misses being alive because when you're alive, you get to drink gin. Ooh. And she misses everything and she wants to go back. And so she wants Henry to be the author. And he says, no, I broke that pen. And she goes, yeah, it had a soul, you jerk. And now it's here. Because it has unfinished business. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to do that. The apprentice said that I couldn't bring people back from the dead. And she goes, no, he said that because he doesn't want to do that. I love logic like this. No, 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 no. That thing we said before, it's not true because he just said that. It's fine. But he's dead now and he can't contradict me. And so her whole plan is to get Henry to... Bring her back to life because if he brings Cruella DeVille back to life, Emma is no longer a murderer. And he's That's like, That's not oh. how that works. Correct. Uh, so he's like, Oh, but again, we are arguing with a slightly sheltered teenager who just wants his mom to not be a murderer, even though his other mom is straight up a murderer. <laughs> so, yeah. But couldn't you just write Emma's not a murderer <laughs> as the author? Just logic it out somehow. Maybe that would bring Cruella. It doesn't matter. So then when he goes back through, he tells Robin, nope, wasn't in there. Nothing cool happened. And Robin's like, okay. You sure were in there a while. And there is a protection spell on it, but you've been talking for a while. (laughs) Like, (laughs) if anyone lived in a really old house, the vents, when they're open, they communicate sound. So, and Cruella DeVille does not speak quietly. She projects. I kind of wish we had gotten a little bit more with Robin and Henry. And I wonder if we do later because we do get those weird father son vibes tension with Henry and hook. Yeah. But Robin's in the same situation and he also has a kid. He has two kids now. So he knows what children are like more so than hook would. So I, I kind of wish there'd been a little, like just like he has two moms, I would have kind of liked adding two dads who have two moms and my two stepdads yeah exactly i think that would have been interesting i don't think that really ever comes to pass i think they're more just like buddies in this scene it's a weird thing because i thought about it similarly where i was like they 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 keep saying that emma and regina are both his moms but they don't view them as his moms the same so that when emma starts dating some guy now that's soon to be stepdad but when the woman who raised him starts seeing somebody, it's his cool pal Robin that he just doesn't have to listen to. No rules. It's Uncle Robin. Like, it, these two should be slotted the same way. These are a new ma- these are new men in the women of your life. Like you know, like you they should be an authority figure, both of them solidly. And like it overcorrects in Hook's direction, and then we get our famous Pop Tart moment next season. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so pumped. But, like, yeah, you're right. Like, we don't get those interactions. And I w- really wish... I, I feel like Robin would not have interacted a lot with a bunch of teenagers. I'm really leaning on the teenagers. I don't hate teenagers. I just know that, like, they're a different dynamic that adults sometimes just don't know how to deal with. Like, they forget what... I genuinely forget. Like, I get it. I remember being a teenager. But when faced with one, you're just like, I don't know how to help you. I don't know. Um... And so, like, he would try to parent him like he would parent Roland, but, like, Henry's, an, like, older. Yeah. Like, you can't parent them the same way. So, yeah. No, yeah, I, I agree with you. you. It's a long-winded way of saying I agree with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But, alas, their budding a father-son relationship is already being built on lies. Because lies. Henry's like, no, I didn't see anything. It's fine. Nothing happened. If you'll excuse me. I'm not going to go look for my pen soul uh, with a woman who murders dogs. I'm not going to do that. So don't even, like, bye. I'll see you later. Also, Ta-da! we're not going to just reveal Cruella DeVille and a dog and not have them be in the same scene. <gasps> oh, missed opportunity. Baby Cerberus, like, when he disappeared in a puff of smoke, now he's, now he's Cruella's good boy. Maybe. Ooh, see, when you, yeah, when you said, like, when, be a Dalmatian. Like, I wish it was, like, an out. Magamage, all of her Dalmatians, their unfinished business is to become one super dog. And Hades has taken control of them. See, I would say that Cruella's unfinished business would be just to find a good puppy good boy to that she could love. But we've already also well established she has no redeeming qualities as a human being. So she's not going to have that no. kind of unfinished business that will get her into a good place. So we're just going to let that go. No, I feel like, and Cruella has the kind of personality trait where her un- unfinished business is probably very ambiguous and uncompletable. Like it's a, she will never be happy. She will never feel whole and complete because she is fundamentally pretty broken. And she will never do the introspection in which she would need to know those things. Nor would she want to, because it no. probably means she'd go to the bad place. Well, yeah. Well, like, if you look deep inside yourself to figure out what, what you need really the most, she's not done. She's not, she's not been dead that long. You know what I mean? Like, Hercules has probably been dead for quite a while. So he's been able to be, like, and obviously he would know. He's like, yeah, my unfinished business was not killing the thing that killed me first. But, like, a lot of people, like, you've had enough time to just sort of sit and ruminate with your thoughts. Uh, Corella has just been like, no, I've not been dead long enough. Same with Cora. Where it's just like, no, I don't know what my unfinished business is. I've been too busy trying to plot taking over the underworld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got things to do. Uh, speaking of things to do, uh, Hercules and Megaris thing they're going to do is cross over into the better place. Olympus. Ah, they walk. Hercules in his fisherman garb, Meg in her torn up Grecian garments, which looked pretty, I will admit, even though they were all torn up. And they head off into this, uh, head off into the sunrise. We don't hear the birds, so this is clearly a different. There's multiple layers of heaven. There's a bird heaven, which is where Regina's dad went, and there's the Greek heaven, which is where they go. So everyone's get, everyone gets a different heaven. Listen. Everyone gets a puppy. There's puppy heaven for Cerberus. This is this is how you get around the what what is you know the good place and it's just a, oh the good place is whatever you think the good place is, you know what I mean? Like it's just you just go like oh is it Olympus? Then fine, go to Olympus. It's whatever. Um, 
I did hear the Hercules music though when it finally came into clearing. Like it was just like Snow was like, "What is it? It's Olympus." There were a few moments where they had the horns come in. Yeah, I heard it a couple of times, just enough for your ear to kind of twitch towards it. Because I heard, I feel like I heard "Go the Distance," and I feel like I heard some of the like uh, the muses. Like I felt like I could hear a couple, just enough notes. I guess of it. Um, but he was like, yeah, my friend, like, you can call me Hercules. And all I heard was, you mean Hercules. And I love that movie so much, guys. I've watched it so many times. Like, <laughs> but but it's okay, Abby. If we know there's multiple heavens, we know there's one the Cerberus went to. Because all he demon to, puppies all go to heaven. Dog, all demon dogs go to heaven. And I bet they have yep. a great time. Yep. Uh, but meantime, oh, we are not... Ugh go into a better place we're not going to a worse place we are instead going back to hades and hook hook is like i bested you we're gonna be good everything's I... great and hades is like no here's a chisel and i'm gonna spend forever explaining why you're holding it i yeah he hands it to him and i'm like i don't understand what he's holding i spent more time trying to figure out what he was holding than anything else first of all yeah. also making somebody do a hammer and chisel when you only have one hand again all very Greek and mean. <laughs> like, this is a terrible story. It's like, all right, we made this guy carve them, but he only had this hand and he had to make a decision. Uh, I will say, I do love that Hook still has his fight in them, in him. He's like, I will kill you. It's like, you can't kill me. I'm, it's the thing from Sonic. It's the, it's like an old, like, video. It's like, you can't kill me. I'm the devil from the Bible. Uh, <laughs> anyway. He's like, you can't kill me. And he's like, fine. Then I will find the worst thing that can happen to you. And then I will do that to you. I love that. I love that for Hook. It's such a great, like, I can't think of what it is. But when I do, it's going to happen. And you're going to be so mad about it. <laughs> and Hook's like, er, and he's like, cool. Awesome. Great. Here, hold this thing. Hook's like holding it. Going, okay, but I'm going to, so pain, pain, so much pain. <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. Here's what's going to happen. Two people left. I'm super not chill with it. So here's what we're going to do. I need somebody. And you're going to pick who gets to stay and who gets to leave. And he presents him with three blank headstones. And Hook will now have to decide who will stay and who will go. Next week on Once Upon a Time. And and Hades will quickly find out that Hook is not an artist. <laughs> because those... <laughs> Those headstones are going to look so busted. Just, could you imagine, like, who who do you want to stay here forever? It just carves Hades' name into it. Ha <laughs> ha, Uno reverse. <laughs> oh, yeah, just wait for, like, five to be there and just be like, H-A-D-E-S. Oh, there's a sixth one? I'm going to add a middle finger. Hades sucks so much. What the... <laughs> Come I on. didn't expect that. That hurts my feelings. You just bring in the part where it's like suddenly Hades just goes into a full therapy session. I'm not supposed to be here. They told me what me like we're all supposed to pick what we wanted to lord over. And I showed up late with Starbucks. Poseidon already picked the water. Zeus picked everything. I didn't know that was an option. They were like, eh, Hades, you get the underworld. Ugh. <laughs> Sucks. Well, he's making the best of it. 
I get. And, I I love yeah. this for him. He looks great. I like his little suit yeah. that he wears. It's nice. And and you know he gets to to rule all of this stuff. And oh, what does Poseidon get? He gets um he gets Eddie Munson. I mean, that's you know that's also better. Well, he gets Eddie Munson. Eddie. His son is Percy yeah. Jackson, right? Is that right? Yeah. His son is Poseidon, or Poseidon's dad is. Or sorry, I don't. I vaguely remember Percy Jackson. Sorry. Uh, yeah, he's doing great. He's doing great. And then soon, soon, uh, I can't wait. Now that I remembered what the rest of the season is, I'm so excited for the rest of it. I've now genuinely unlocked the last 25% of it in my brain and I'm so happy. I'm not, but we'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. We're, you listen, as we've elected to have a great time and that's what I had a great time watching this, except for the part where we stab a dog in the face three times, which seems excessive, but there are three heads. I, I didn't super hate the episode i liked it a no. l- again i liked it better than i watched it the first time like so that's where we're at i had a good time watching season five episode 13 labor of love i enjoyed it i for a one-off episode with a, an unrelated story and introducing a new connection to a new uh fairy tale mythological character i felt it worked I felt that element worked. I thought it was very smart to have it be young Snow. And I kind of wish they'd done that with like young David, you know, things like that. Instead of David with a horrible wig that we got in season three. But alas, or season four, season four. It's probably all the seasons. If you think about it long enough. It's <laughs> if, if we find a bad wig, it's any of the seasons. Um, I, it did make me crave more, like I said, the Snow and Regina dynamic before everything imploded. Um, just kind of like how they got to where they were. And just things like that. They, Regina and Snow do have kind of a nice moment. It's a little mm-hmm. heavy-handed, the nice moment, but it's a nice moment. Anyway, where she's just like, I don't want to be Mary Margaret anymore. I want to be Snow. And she's like, yeah. And you she keeps saying defeated. I think that was the part that I didn't like the most, but she's like, you've defeated me in a way that no one else could. You showed me the power of friendship. And she, it was just like, you know, you bested me or you showed me like you, cause defeated sounds like dead. So when she says it like that, it sounds strange, but they have this nice moment where she's like, listen, you, you won, you won because you became my friend and you undid my curse. Like I am atoning which is not what I wanted to be doing. This was not my plan. This was not my five-year plan. You won. She's basically admitting defeat. It's a big moment yeah. for Regina. It's, it's like, a no. big moment for Regina, but she also does it in her Regina swagger. Yes, Where Snow is being all modeling and being like, you kept me from my daughter for 28 years. And then Regina's like, well, yeah, but you got her back. <laughs> I also love like, it. And, and like, Regina like, legit sees that as like, Okay, happy ending, and, and not like just not even processing I anything about it. it. You took my daughter away from me. I didn't get to see her grow up. Yeah, well, you broke my dark curse. Such a dick. <laughs> it's we're even, okay? We're basically even. Oh yeah, it's like you brought my yeah, and then you brought your daughter back, and she took my son away from us. We're we're all making trades. We're all making trades. Um, yeah, no, this was this was a big moment for Regina, and I do think it gets buried in this episode a little bit, but. I, I love it. We're watching the redemption tour start. We love this. You know, it's the more we rewatch through this series, the more 
I'm very excited about the final episode where we get that, you know, that that democratically elected queen that we get at the end because I'm like, she has like, you know, I I, I always felt she earned it. I've always been in Regina's corner, but rewatching, I am a hundred percent in Regina's corner. Well, Regina, she has yeah. earned it. Well, yeah, she has earned it. And also Regina, like, again, we see this in Snow being a teenager who is completely unfit to lead in any way, shape, or form because her father did not raise her to be a queen. Like, you can't, you can't do it. You can't do it that way. You cannot, she cannot be the heir apparent and have absolutely no idea how politics work or how to take care of her kingdom. She should not be being coached by the, you know, queen mother or whatever she's, or Regina would be if the, um... I don't even know what Regina would be when the king died. Like, she shouldn't be the queen. She'd be, like, the queen mother, the queen stepmother or something like that. And so, like, the fact that they don't teach her to do that. But Regina was groomed for that. Regina was groomed to be a queen. Where it was, yeah. here's what you need to do. You need to find the right person, but, like, you need to ride their horse like a lady. You need to make these decisions. You need to be able to do these things. Like, Cora, for all of her faults, was actually preparing her daughter for the life she was shoving her into. <laughs> For better or worse. And then so like Regina being able to be that person, but not the way that Cora wanted her to be, is the greatest arc of all. It is. And do you know another thing that was actually really great about this episode and our discussion? What's that? Rumble never came up. What a delightful episode. Where was Rumble? <laughs> Wait a minute, where was Rumble? <laughs> he's just he's just off. Doing whatever, and I'm okay with that. Good riddance. Never yeah, come back. Sure. Although he comes back next week, so. <laughs> well, listen, I I felt I felt like that. Yeah, something something didn't seem quite right. What were we missing? Now I'm realizing what it was, and it's fine. Yeah, um, it's like something doesn't seem right. It seems super right. Yeah, it seems great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I just don't. Yeah, rumple this season just aggravating as hell. <laughs> Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this latest episode of Once Upon a Timing. We want to thank our listeners and we want to thank our patrons, especially our Swan Queen patrons. This week's Patreon shout out goes to Lindsay Halleck. Lindsay, thank you so much for supporting us. If you would like to support us on Patreon, you can head to patreon.com slash OUA timing. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts uh spotify amazon music wherever you get those lovely yummy podcasts you can join the facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash oua timing and you can find us at other places can you 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 can they exist but those are the main ones i'm talking about right now okay so so thank you everybody for joining us and abby we'll see you next week see you next week (laughs) 